I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV. The Turkey Boys are here, we're half vaccinated, we're having a goo. Oh yeah, I uh, He's I got my shot on Monday, Ooh. you went what, on Saturday? E- Sunday, yes. So the microchip has been implanted <laughs> yep. and your <laughs> thoughts are being controlled. Is, is that why you watched... Uh, Vertical Horizon or whatever that movie yeah. was, Ascension Millennium. Well, the government's well, listening to the podcast live now. They're they're dialed in. They're tapped in. It's all part of their plan. COVID nineteen is a scam. <laughs> yes, but yeah, it was actually remarkably easy to get. Mm. As we talked about a little bit. Yeah, I, there... sh- I showed up early, so I had to wait a little while, mm. but it was not bad at all. Yeah, I was I was impressed with how responsive the people were, how nice everyone was. I was expecting a bunch of rudeness. Mm. And the lady at the front desk, the security guard, and both nurses that I interacted with were all very pleasant. Yeah, same. Which is cool. Yeah, I was kind of hoping like it might turn me into bean guy full-time after the injection. I was waiting for something fucked up to happen. Just like you start dropping your R's and yeah. you head into the big bad Southie projects with your daddy, the fucking donkey on the weekends. They put the needle in. I'm immediately like, fuck, kid. Why am I not at Fenway getting this shot? Fuck you. Um, you fucking hat on. Top news story. Ooh. I think this week we Is got, it? let's, we could do deaths and birthdays right out of the gate, but we got to do it. the deaths first. Yeah. It's. Very, you know, ominous, sad kind of song to send him on his way. DMX, woo, big fan here. Yeah. Bits aside, I thought he was outstanding. You were a member of the Rough Riders. If I was, yeah. yeah. I think DMX was actually going to stop by. I heard something. Did, did 50 Cent mention anything about that? Or? Shit, man. Oh, shit. Oh, man. This is ironic. 50 Cent just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, man. This is kind of fucked up, but shit, man. I'm not actually dead. Oh, shit, man. You're here? I was, yeah. I was just, I'm here, man. I'm about to fucking put you in the obits over here. What the fuck, man? I ain't dead yet. Oh! Wow, I, man. I'm a dog for life. <laughs> I was That's... about to fucking close the book of DMX, but shit, he's back. This is actually part of it. Last night, they announced that he was dead, and then this morning, they were like, no, he's clinging on. Like, he's kind of backish. Imagine that, how grueling and shitty that must be for the family of the deceased. Yeah. Like, just give us a real answer. Yeah, they made, they stretched it out to oh. just like a laughable length. What the fuck? Like, is he back? Is He's I pulling mean, like a Tupac. And, three days ago, they, they said that he had zero brain activity. What you really want? Like, well, I, there's usually, that's not something that means they're going to come back. Yeah, I saw the word vegetative used, mm. which you don't like to see. That no, doesn't, that's not good at all. doesn't bode well. And yeah, the other day I watched Exit Wounds for the first time ever. 
in an effort to like help heal him Did spiritually, it? but it clearly didn't How was take. it? It was horrible. Yeah, it looked bad. <laughs> I and that's Steven it. Seagal and Jet Li. That's Steven Seagal and DMX and a bunch of other sidecars. What's the... The DMX Jet Li one is Cradle to the Grave. Yes. Which is doper. I have seen that one. DMX really threw his hat in the ring for acting for like a good chunk of the mid to late 90s or early aughts or 2000s. And it's just kind of... Yeah. He's not bad. He's fine. Yeah. Well, I just remembered that movie he made a last or somewhat recently it's probably his last film role fast and fierce oh god that very low budget fast and furious ripoff we're gonna have to watch that again in memory of didn't you buy that no mm. but that next time it, you see it grab me the copy yeah i'm going to buy that should we do birthdays too oh no we have one more death another big death well i mean the yeah what was i gonna say dmx dmx wise yeah. yeah he had some cuts like he had a lot of good songs, yeah. yeah. He had, like, I tracked through The Great Depression and then the, I, I can't remember the name of it, like, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Mm. I listened through, straight through on both, and they're both great albums. Like, I'm actually a DM, was a DMX fan. When we were in high school, that was, like, the album. Yeah. Everyone had it. It was, like, he was the guy. Mm. And, yeah, I was cruising through his greatest hits, Hackily, when he died, because that's what people do. And I was like, God, this guy... Had the stuff. He had a lot of really good songs. And I remember him getting arrested for like crack or cocaine possession 10-ish years ago when it was sort of not as relevant anymore. And it was like, oh boy. Yeah. And you you know, crack is not one of those things that you can casually dip in and out of. It's yeah. kind of like- <laughs> Yeah, it seems like a- You're a crack guy now. So yeah. here it is. No one casually does crack. But yeah, the book of DMX is closed. Much love- and power, mm. church. <laughs> and, Another uh, book closed this week. Yeah, or yet today actually. Prince Philip, mm. who? Uh, why was he still a prince at ninety nine years old? Like, yeah, was, like you're a grown man, aren't you? Embarrassed? <laughs> when were you going to become a king? When you're like hundred and six? What is like a princely music or song to play? Like, yeah, something. I'm sure there's some sort of prince fanfare. Or play some Prince, the artist. I'm trying He's to dope. do like a classical song that sounds fancy. But yeah, he finally died at the tender age of 99. It's fucked up that he lived twice as long as DMX, who died at 50. Prince Philip just, you know, really got to get in there. But I don't know how they could even tell that Prince Philip was dead because <laughs> he's looked like a corpse for several years. I'm sure everyone knows him from like, He's like the guy, he's like the dictionary definition of a ghoul who just looks like shit. And he has scandalous, like Epstein type allegations. Isn't he like an awful Andrew, dude? Prince Andrew was. Oh, that's him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the rest of the entire family, but Prince Andrew is the one with the ties to Epstein okay. directly. I think he's in there too. But yeah, Prince Andrew. I like wouldn't the put big it one. past him. Yeah. Prince yeah. Andrew's the one that like was in the interview yeah. and they basically had him dead to rights. And okay. he's like, I don't remember who that person is. And then they literally pull up a photograph of him with his arm around her. And he's like, I don't, that's not, I don't know. Oh, blimey. <laughs> oh, mate. I believe I've been knackered. Yeah. The royal family sucks. And anytime any of them are down. Yeah. And also like cares? Prince Andrew, Prince Philip, like how many princes are there? I don't understand mm. how any of the royal stuff works at all. And I don't want to. Yeah, I'm good. Except for royal tenenbaums. 
<laughs> right behind you. Um, and also, isn't Prince Philip like a dick piercing? <laughs> or... That is a Prince Albert. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> okay, I see. Did you take yours out and it closed up and that's why you forgot? Yeah. Right. Understood. I'll get a new one. That Folks, uh, email in at enough the podcast at Gmail if you want Scott to re-pierce his urethra. Mm. Right through the tip. Yes. And speaking of weird dick stuff, Caitlyn <clears throat> Jenner is actively exploring a run for governor of California. Axios um, reports. Yeah, baby. I was going to say, why didn't I read that story so you could roar right in with the yeah, baby? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's fine. I'm sure she's better than Gavin Newsom. Yeah. I'd vote for her. Yeah, she's, I like Caitlyn. She's qualified because she's a former athlete turned reality star who has got a sex change and was involved in a hit and run a few years ago. She's got a lot of... Did she strong- kill somebody? Is that what happened? Yes. And no one discusses it for whatever reason. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like... It's like a Matthew Broderick situation where like those in the know get a big kick out of it and the rest just kind of don't. I think it happened like right in the middle of the transition. So it just got like swept under the rug. That classic South Park episode about it. (laughs) Buckle up, buckaroos. All that stuff. Fucking incredible. And also I saw... She was on The Masked Singer. The other day, I saw a clip on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Now, when they demask themselves, are they wearing a COVID mask? No. So they're unmasked, really? Yes. Mm. But yeah, they did the big reveal, and it's like, yeah, it's me. I, I have an awful singing voice. Hey, Ken Jeong, how you doing? I can't believe that show is still happening, and I can't believe Ken Jeong continues to get tons of work. Yeah, it's everything about it is just we've up. We've ripped that show up a few times, but... Ugh. Yeah. Speaking of douchey celebrities, Lori Laughlin's husband, Massimo, who was in jail for the whole college admission scandal bullshit, getting their daughter bribed into UCLA, has been released from jail early and is now on, I guess it's like a house arrest in a halfway house situation Mm. because he was uncomfortable with the conditions in prison. Hmm. And so I guess now we just get to choose when we leave and go to jail whenever we feel like it. Literally every single person in prison is like, I'd also like to report yeah. uncomfortability. Yeah. I don't like it here either. I'd love to go somewhere else yeah. where I have a window and no ch- no handcuffs. That sounds like fun. I mean, I think they sent them both to jail just to say, let's here's an example so that the other people like them won't do it anymore. It's funny because I never even heard word one about him at all it was all just about uh yeah i don't think he's i think he's just rich he's not famous yeah so it's not interesting that he went to jail no him getting out of jail when he feels like it perked my interest Mm. or piqued my interest yes um and on back more hip-hop news a woman with a knife tried to break into drake's home in canada wow so now he's been at his home here hiding out Wow. He's had a weird, Drake's had a weird couple of weeks. There was like some clip of a buddy of his embarrassing him in public. Like they were at a bar ordering a drink and like the bartender obviously knows who Drake is. Mm. And the the friend was trying to be funny and saying like, you know who this man is? Like this is Drake. And like he, Drake got very offended. And then the clip like went viral. It was like Ooh. this whole thing that was everywhere. And I feel like he's reached that status, celebrity status where like, he can't do anything anymore. Yeah. He's just 
AAA list, hmm. like Illuminati, like Barack yeah. Obama status, where like you're just yeah, he gets a lot of. Like, people love him, and he has a couple cuts, but I don't know how he got to, like, where he is status-wise. I'm not sure either. as an outside-type observer, I don't really know rap too well. But I'm like, this guy is, like, the guy? I think he's good, but I think a big part of it was the marketing was really good. Everything down to, like, he did the clothing line, he did the sneaker, he did... He's got like a signature kind of haircut. He's got, he, literally, he'll get a special haircut and that goes viral. Like he's just really dialed in. Like just enough like rumors about whether or not he had sex with Kim Kardashian and like she, all that stuff man. sort of just floats. Yeah. And like he's just right on the edge of everything. And and I think he's worked with enough other really multi-platinum artists to just forever be in the spotlight and he does have a lot of talent. He's not bad. Mm. He's very good. Yeah. And and the people that write his songs are very good. So he has a great team behind him. And I think that he's very good looking. A lot of the guys in that world are not. Mm. And it was, I think people love watching like a guy who was a skinny, nerdy, wheelchair bound member on a Canadian children's sitcom. What's this about? put on like 35 pounds of muscle, get a bunch of tattoos and like develop a whole new personality. Mm. And like now he is a hip hop icon. I forgot about that part of Drake. Yeah, he's like a child star. Right, kind I of. think that's big. Like, yeah. like the Olsen twins, like people love, although they didn't really ascend to much beyond like a clothing line, but yeah, you know, people like to watch that rise. And I think that he has a lot of like women trying to break into his house. That's a common thing for him. He has, I think he's had like stalker issues in the past. Every time he gets home, there's just like some babe who broke in. Who Does that happen to you a lot? It does. It's getting annoying. It must drive frankly. you crazy. Like they're wearing your friend's hat. Yeah. Like, listen, babes, cool it down. Text me. Speaking of too many babes, that fucking Barstool Sports, El Prez, whatever douchey thing they call that guy. Huh. He has a sex tape now. Yeah. Somebody said that was old news. Parsons, I believe. But I no, just heard of it for the first time. Yeah. Maybe he meant like that day because... Well, then it's not old news, fatso. <laughs> Fuck. They've um, got me in their crosshairs. But yeah, because I saw everyone like bidding him about it. When he posts his like pizza video now, all the comments are like, where's the leash? Did you spit on the pizza before you ate it? Like, I'll just... Everyone on earth is just bidding the shit out of him. It's great. I think that everybody has done weird stuff sexually, myself included. I'm trying to be a good boy and not go down that road anymore and talking about that kind of stuff. He's back. That being said, we've all been there. I No doubt. I find what? the activity that he is engaging in on that video to be awkward. Mm. It's It looks forced. Like he's like tugging on the leash and the girl's pretending she's into it. Yeah. And he's like slapping her. And like, it's like, okay, like neither of you were really like, is that fun for anybody? Yeah. Stop. It's funny to just see like a kind of lame porn where it's just like, oh, this is just like, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, did he film that? And then she said she wanted a copy of it and then she leaked it would be the natural progression of how that video made it to the internet. Yeah. He's just like a lightning rod for just like i don't know headline grabbing awkwardness where it's like oh like now he's into the stock market and then like he's got a falling out with girls that work for him and like he said this thing and he said that thing and he's a racist he's a sexist he's a homophobic now he's a billionaire he sold the mm. company for 180 million dollars yeah he's always up to something i usually don't find it very interesting but 
there is something magnetic about him that I don't care for, where I find myself being like, oh, I wonder what that is about. I have to watch this video. And like, I'm reading his tweets. And like, I don't care about sports. I don't care about him. (laughs) I don't think he's funny. You got to respect his hustle, which is what I said the other day. Like, you can't deny the fact that he's a fucking innovator and he's brilliant and that he's good, very good at what he does. But I find him unlikable. I like the aspect where he's helping all these small businesses by, like, you know, giving them a good rating on their pizza. He helps people out in that way. And he also did that whole charity where he was literally raising money to save small businesses, like, all through the pandemic for the past, like, nine months. So he's not a terrible guy, but, like, yeah. That sex thing is just, come on, man. I had a short phase where I was into his pizza reviews, but it got old. It's just watching a man eat pizza and like think about it and then be like, I don't know, seven, six? Like, it's nothing. Like, he sneaks in some bits here and there, but I don't know. I, I got tired of that I don't series. find him very funny. Yeah. I don't find you very funny. <laughs> yes. One name. Did you see that a Magic Mike competition series is in the works at HBO Max with the aim to... Transform a group of men into real-life magic mics. So, I think we found our next gig. Are you uh, in? I like my popcorn with uh, with butter, <laughs> lots of butter. We like the butter. Joey's going to join us. We're all going to become magic mics. Just windmilling our dicks around? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> what will our... Uh, I'm trying to think of what my magic mic name would be. Scott Sweetie or something like that. It needs to be something fun. Um, What would yours be? You could be Mildred Hoops. Ooh, that'll entice the babes. Mine, boy. um, Randy Rye, something (laughs) fucked up like that. My chest just tightened up a little bit, so I guess you got a good one there. Um, I don't know, like Diet Snapple guy. Yep, that's better. Perfect. Good. Okay, good. Really strong. But I mean, this sounds like a silly show. I wonder if Channing Tatum will come back to host this series. Did you catch the fox, mother? Oh, they should have McConaughey hosted as his Magic Mike character. I I like those movies, the first and the second one. So they should just forget about that idea and make another movie. The second one I respect for having literally like zero storyline. It's just a series of scenes with them dancing for people. There's no stakes or drama or anything in it i always forget that actor's name who is the main kid i get you can not channing tatum no the other one the oh, one yeah. that channing tatum takes under his wing yeah. and alex petty there it is and everybody says they hate working with him yeah he's not really in stuff anymore no he kind of fucked off um i have big celebrity news myself I had a DM direct message conversation with Doug Ellen, the creator of the uh, television show Entourage the other day. I can't believe you kept this under your hat. I I almost thought it was show news. I almost just fell out of my seat over here. Doug, I've actually met Doug when my family, my dad, my brother, and I toured the set of Entourage in in Hollywood. And the other day, he was tweeting about or messaging about some guy who was making fun of Victory the Podcast, which is Doug's podcast about Entourage. And I messaged Doug to say that guy was a jerk. Mm. And Doug responded. And then we chatted for five seconds. And I mentioned had how we've met and and you he, got us roles in entourage 2 i did and yes. they're going to be shooting it here yes. in watertown oh, alongside shit. uh 
Ben Affleck and George Clooney's new project, which wow. was shooting here the other day. So Watertown is the place. We got Doug on the way. Uh, that was a surprise. Yeah. He's on his way now. Yeah, we're going to meet him at Wahlburgers. Mark's going to be there, obviously, the whole fam. We're going to do this really dope scene where he's playing himself, having fun. Hey, how you doing? It's going to be fucking sick, kid. That's fun, though. Endeavor, I like, endeavor to persevere. Aspire to be better. I love any time you get any sort of celebrity interaction yeah. on Twitter, Instagram. I get, like, way too excited about it. He has, like, 50-something thousand or whatever, and it's like he, he sees the DMs. There aren't yeah. that many. What do you get, 100 a day? Like, you're, you can respond. He knows and he did. super fans, and he's probably a turkey head. I, I told to him that if he's ever in Boston, he should come by the gym, and he didn't say no. Ooh. So we'll see. Spy to be better. Yeah. I'm in the gym. Doug, come on in with me. Two in the fucking morning. Doug, where are you? Let me get birthdays out of the way, too, before I forget, because we had a couple of doozies this week. I'm going to do them quick, because I only have one minute here. <laughs> Um, Eddie Murphy is 60. Uh, 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 uh. Robert Downey Jr. is 56. Kid. Hip-hop guy Pharrell is 48. Shit, man. Doug Ellen, speaking oh. of, is that's what reminded me, is 53. Wow. Happy birthday, Doug, my new Instagram friend. Bye. Paul Rudd, actor, is 52. And everyone on Instagram made the joke about how he doesn't age that we hate. I know. Why does everyone do that he looks older he's aged he still looks good but he's very clearly aged since clue rob lowe doesn't age talk he's, about him he's also aged they've Not all as much. aged patricia arquette is 53 she's aged too and Kristen stewart is 31 she has an age she still looks dope big big week for birthdays happy birthday all you stars yes from us at the enough podcast Oof, beautiful post-hitting work oh yeah I mean, I, I thought I might nail that. I'm down to like, if I get six or seven people, I can like ease right into the post. Well, everyone's talking about it. We just got to get into the SAG Awards. Am I right? I wish I had my boo <laughs> sound. No, the SAG Awards don't exist. All the same things won everything that won at all the other things. Although I saw Michael Keaton won Best Ensemble. He is like a running thing say. where he's consistently in movies that win Best Ensemble. And I think it's just because of Keaton. I mean, he's like... Of course. The ensemble leader, the maestro. Bitches leave. And Godzilla vs. Kong has currently made $285 million at the worldwide box office. Those rascals are, are saving movies. I, movies. Hope, I hope that's... Like, this week is... I'm feeling... About the new releases, I mean, I'm feeling less positive. Yeah. It's a week-by-week week scenario. Right. But I mean, I watched it again this past week. We covered it last week on the program, but great movie. You watched it again? I did. Mm. I think I liked it even more. I don't think I have it in me again. Did you fast forward through the Millie Bobby Brown, Brian Tyree Henry scenes or you? I zipped around a bit. Okay. I, but the, the last 40 minutes of that is just exactly what you want a Godzilla Kong movie to be. It's got the stuff. I mean, the action is good. I just thought that as always, I, was, I felt the storyline left something to be desired, which mm. I mean... That's a stupid critique of a monster movie. That's fair. Um, did you see a Peeps Candy animated movie is in the works? Peeps, Peeps, Peeps. <laughs> I mean, gross candy, gross idea for a movie. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> uh, I don't hate Peeps, reveal. Interesting. I don't like to hate Peeps. That's one of those hacky things everyone hates, but they are gross. I don't care for them. I kind of love them. 
I love the branding. I love Easter time. Ooh, and I love, I love, uh, like big, like I, I find an, like a end cap of a CVS aisle covered in a peeps display to be mm. very aesthetically pleasing. I am a peeps guy. Why don't we go ahead and call me peeps? Whoa. I like that. From, it, it was pops. Now it's peeps. Peeps. <laughs> call me peeps. Folks adjust accordingly. Or like Ryan peeps. <laughs> peeps is here. I'm into just peeps. Just peeps. All right. I think that's dope. Call me peeps. But I got a little caught up in Easter. <laughs> I bought a Reese's thing that had a marshmallow. Sweeney. Like half of the chocolate casing was marshmallow. And I was like, this will be delicious. Did you shatter all your teeth on like bite two? I did. On a very soft Reese's chocolate, I shattered my teeth. No, but it was just so gross. And after eating, I was like, what, did, what was I thinking? Like a marshmallow chocolate peanut? It's too I much. I think it sounds great reveal i did too but it was too much eating it i was like this is appalling <laughs> it really like ruined <laughs> did you my finish night. it no i didn't you spit it out i it wasn't that bad i had still like, sugar i finished one of the cups i threw away the second cup what's your favorite candy again is it still take fives i don't think we have time for this <laughs> this will take too long <laughs> i can't i forgot i can't ask you favorites <laughs> no but uh give me a top five i'm sure that'll be an easy list i can say like my chocolate candy bar i'm gonna go stuff? Any M&M variety, all of them. M&M's okay. is number one, probably. Like a big handful of M&M's. Yeah, like I, a community bowl that like other people's hands have been in. That's that's the best one. That adds to the flavor. I think it does. I like a, a peanut butter M&M. That's a strong... Any Anything with peanut butter and like some crunchy things in there is where I want to be. Peanut butter? <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, the Peeps movie, even kids' movies deserve better than like, oh, we made a movie about... Peeps characters, the, they're hanging out with like Let, Let's put lazy something. kids movies in the obits where Thank it's just you. like, oh, I don't know, like the minions go skiing. Yeah. And then like it's a $20 million blockbuster, quote unquote, just because 17 children like, like, oh, we'll take Jimmy to the movies and he'll bring everyone he's ever met. Mm. And they just like take up the whole theater and like they, the like kids movies always do so fucking well. They're never going anywhere. Yeah. But let's put adults being interested in kids movies like semi-ironically, but mostly based in nostalgia in the obits. Like, oh, you know, it was fuck, pretty good. Fuck, I'm in the obits. Like, you're a grown man. Why did you go see Over the Hedge in theaters? Like, that's stupid. Don't do that. No. And I've been that guy, and I'm putting myself and everybody else in that category in the obits. No more kids' movies for adults. I'm sweating over here because I am that guy. <laughs> Don't be. You're better than that. No, I like the good animated movies. I agree. Most of them, the movies we're talking about are legit dog shit. And speaking of movies like that, can I take you down to the Space Jam 2 corner for one hot moment? Because sure. I feel like I bring this up every week, but more things keep happening that just boggle my mind. Did you see that trailer where they show a scene where, like, WB Pictures made this movie, so they have a scene where all their IPs are courtside for this big LeBron James versus Cartoons showdown? And they're just like on the sidelines to be like, you know, just to like show off all the IP they own mm. and just to be like, oh, look at all these fun characters. But 
It's not cool when they do this. It's just gross. It's like in Ready Player One when like I never, I never didn't actually see that. They throw do I need it? No. Okay. They throw so much at you where it's just like, yeah, this isn't anything. It's not cool to be like, look at all the characters that we own standing next to each other doing nothing. Is that the thing they're going out? They're going way just every Warner Brothers. They're throwing them. Okay. Yeah. That's because that's what that's like. What's hot now? Like multiverse. Like just sure. throw everything in there. Like. Everything we have, like, just go. I've definitely fallen for that before. Oh, yeah. So it's easy to be duped because it is exciting to see someone that you like from something else in one thing. Yeah. A crossover of any kind. You're like, oh, wow. It's yeah. R. Kelly and Gail King. Yeah. You can't help but perk up. You're like, ooh, what's going on here? But in this, like, it's not even impressive. It's just like they didn't get the actual people. It's like someone who kind of looks like Gandalf. And like Agent Smith from The Matrix just standing there. Oh no. It's like, oh, I get that that's who they're supposed to be, but it's not them, and this sucks. And. They just got lookalikes. Yeah. It's Jesus fucking Christ. Embarrassing. And the funniest part is they had that whole thing about how they filmed a scene with Pepe Le Pew talking <laughs> to LeBron James, <laughs> and then they deleted it because. Of course. Whatever. He got me too'd. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew's canceled. Cartoons just getting canceled. Welcome to 2021. But they kept in. Guess who's on the sidelines of this basketball game? The Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby. <laughs> Basically, the team of rapists from A Clockwork Orange are in a shot from this. Like they're watching this game. The like the Droogs. Hey, bruv. Yeah. Like the like milk bar guys in the white outfits. Yes. With the dick padding. And everyone online pointed out how outrageous that was. Like, oh, Pepe Le Pew's out. These actual rapists from this unbelievably gritty movie are in Space Jam. I couldn't believe it. I've watched A Clockwork Orange a hundred times, and I can't think of a single quote right now to make myself laugh, and it's killing me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like that was a classic, so they're grandfathered. It's yeah. Dumb. Yeah, just anything that people will recognize. Like, look at this, but it fucking stinks. But they Not couldn't impressive. get Hugo Weaving, so they hired a lookalike to wear a black suit and shades and stand there. Yeah. Stupid. I'm really disgusted by the state of movies. Speaking of disgusted and speaking of Harvey Weinstein, Ooh. he and his legal team are appealing his rape and sexual abuse conviction in New York. And Please. I guess he's come up with somehow or somewhat of a laundry list of reasons why he got a quote-unquote raw deal in the original uh, original trial. Mm. And I guess he's saying that he was deprived of a fair and impartial jury, and that resulted in a guilty verdict and his 23-year sentence, which will most likely be the rest of his life because he's like almost 60 and he's not very healthy. He's fat and disgusting and yeah. a vile beast. I wish in situations like this there was a way to be like, he has tons of dough, so he can just, like, combat this as much as anyone could. But it's like, everyone knows you did it. There's too many things for it to not, for you to be innocent. It's Such like, a yes, you did. Yeah, exactly. Like, just give it up. It's over. Stop. No one wants to hear you be like, listen, I'm being harangued. It's like, fucking stop it. Enough. Yeah, you're you're making a fool of yourself, even more so. And looks like Atlanta season three has finally begun filming. Thank God. I said a couple weeks ago that I prophesied that this will never happen. And 
season three of Atlanta will never come to see the light of day, but that was a scary, scary prophetization. Prophetization, and I'm glad that you were incorrect. Yes. And aren't they filming three and four? Before three comes out, that's the only downside. I heard they were going to film both. I remember hearing that so long ago. I can't imagine that's still happening. Okay, that could be BS. All yeah. right, good. That stuck with me. Yeah, I think that was the plan before, uh, you know, COVID and stuff. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes, please. Please don't make a scene. Oof. Speaking of making a scene, that new Ghostbusters trailer, <sighs> folks. Pew. Did you see that fucking dud of a trailer? It's not even a trailer. It's just a scene where Paul Rudd, who's in this new reboot, he's in a supermarket and the on the shelf, like the marshmallow bag starts rumbling and the Stay Puft, it's like a little mini Stay Puft marshmallow comes in and like... He's doing a whole CGI back and forth, and a bunch of them are like grilling each other's. I'm making the face that I make when I'm grossed out by something. Yeah, like watching this, I was like, I would rather another Lady Ghostbusters to whatever this is. Like, baby, stay puffed. Just make a new movie. You can't. They're like, Ghostbusters is back. Remember the Stay Puff Man? Now it's a baby. This is a movie. What do you think? No good? No! No? Fuck. No hoops? This trailer, I don't know how anyone could watch it and think anything, but just like... As I said earlier, I don't even think the original Ghostbusters movies are that great, and I think we were all duped by how fun this song was. Yeah. And the fact that they came at like just the perfect time in our adolescence, where it was like Mm. a dad and son, like, oh, the toaster can dance, like, kind of thing. And like Bill Murray was at the peak of his game dan Aykroyd was at the peak of his game yeah and now you know harold ramis moranis everybody but yeah you're totally right that song is better than any of Ghostbusters. better than anything those movies ever did yeah yeah just give up on that franchise like oh bust and ghost like no just do a new ghost thing (sighs) that doesn't involve you could fucking marshmallows and slimy sidecars get out of here hmm and Benny Safdie's having a big couple weeks. He uh, What's he got going on now? Just got cast opposite Rachel McAdams in oh. an adaptation of Judy Bloom's beloved novel, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. That sucks. He will play McAdams' <laughs> character's husband. He's, he's going mainstream, big time. <laughs> he's like, hey, I make these gritty indies, and now I'm on the Obi-Wan TV show and in a Judy Bloom adaptation. Why doesn't he go ahead and get back into the director's chair and make us another Uncut Gems, good time, heaven can wait type of movie? Yeah. I hope this doesn't delay that, because it does seem like he's getting a crazy amount of acting work. What were they? They're doing also a show with uh, Dimitri Martin, or I'm sorry, Nathan, Nathan Fielder. Fielder for Showtime. Yeah. So where's that? Yeah, that's probably... I haven't heard about that since the announcement. Yeah, Showtime is ready to give it 11 seasons, so let's go. Yes. Ooh, speaking of which, folks, this is a very special weekend. Shameless finally ends on Sunday. After 139 seasons, they're finally calling it. Take a stand together. We can all breathe easy once that's over. It's going to be big. Finally. Yes. (laughs) And I got excited about this. A 10th Saw film is in the works. Before we even get the book of Saw, Spiral, they promised us that the 
that this will continue. Yes, I'll be back. This is the new never-ending story. Yes. I don't know what to say, <laughs> but this is fun. He's back. Another chapter in the book of Saul. Motherfucker! <laughs> enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking traps in this motherfucking franchise. But yeah, I mean, Saw 9, we'll see you next month. Saw 10, put us in it. Because that'd be fun for me. Put them in the Iron Maiden. And you sent me earlier, Kevin Smith just opened a Moobies fast foodery in the bean. Right here in fucking Boston, kid. How fucking sick is that? Kid. <laughs> kid. I'm... Um, what? Just a sec. Let's go get a wildly overpriced burg at Moobies, and then we can fuck Kevin Smith's wife Holy because shit, her fucking taint brown eye huh. area fucking pones my dick. Kid, and did you read that tweet? Kid, it's sick. What a fucking queer Kevin Smith is, huh? Kid, fuck you. He hasn't made a good movie since Clerks. Kid, how fucking dare you? Nah, I'm just kidding. I, I was a bad. big fan of Tusk. <laughs> Kid Tusk was fucking dope. Obey your mother. But yeah, they they actually did this on Doughboys, that podcast that I always bring up because it's very good. They went to one of these movies pop-ups when it started in Los Angeles, and they complained that it was 30 actual dollars for a burger and a side of fries, no drink, and they said the food was actually bad. Um, Kevin Smith doesn't seem like the type of guy to like price gouge like that. That doesn't even make sense. Why yeah. would he do that? Like, I'd be into if I walked by this and was like, "Oh, look, there's a Kevin Smith food." Pl-. Like, I'd go in there and get something for the bit to like take a picture. But I'm not going to spend a fortune on like a right. joke meal that sucks. <laughs> We're 15 minutes away right now. We yeah. could easily drive over there, but no. Yeah. Or if like when he was there, if we could like maybe get a picture, that would have been something. But yeah, otherwise. I do really like Kevin. I actually had a Clerks poster in my cart the other day and online. I was going to buy it for probably right behind your seat would be the best not natural place. Mm. And I did not pull the trigger because I'm a part of me is holding out hope that I will have legit movie memorabilia to put on these walls. So Ooh. I'm thinking I leave a couple of spots open just in case. Yeah, I like that. I'm thinking like a, oh, I don't know, like a Aerosmith signed guitar from the set of Armageddon. Wow, you're such a rocker. You would really love that. Right? Yes. That's dope. Yeah, you always, you don't want it to be complete. You always want it to right. be a... Always a little, because I'm already almost complete as it is. Mm. There's not much room left. Um, speaking of complete, <laughs> I thought John Stewart's career was complete, and it's not. He just got a big deal with mm. Apple TV Plus for a new current events show called The Problem with Jon Stewart, mm. which is kind of funny that he like did The Daily Show, was buried with Emmys, everybody loved him, including myself, I must admit, on The Daily Show. And then mm. he left to go direct that awful Rosewater movie, and then he did that awful movie with Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. And I think he just, wow. I think he just realized, like, I can't do this. I don't have the stuff. And now he is going back to the thing that he's good at because he's fucking bored seems to be exactly what's happening 
So he's back with a new current event show, and I, I imagine he'll be even more irreverent in like the post-Trump era on a network where he can curse. Yeah, and every network wants to like lock down someone big and be like, "Oh, we got right. this person." So they probably offered him just a crazy amount of. Dough can you even imagine? It's not. I don't think that number is public, but it, I would imagine it's like a hundred million dollars. I was going to say that too. We're, yeah, we're in that like region right. where they. He was probably just like, "I can't say no to this. I'd be a fucking idiot." <laughs> Like, and I also saw in some sort of announcement about this, they like downplayed or mentioned how it's not going to be like comedy centric. Oh. Or, and it's like, okay. Then so what why is, is it? Yeah. Why is this happening then? S- something about the wording. It's like, he's not going to focus on jokes like he did on his Comedy Central show. He stinks and I don't like it. It's like, oh, so it's going to be like an even more unbearable last week tonight where it's just someone just like lecturing you. I story. Yeah, I don't want to feel guilty for not being liberal enough on television anymore. Like I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'll just watch Tucker Carlson until my brain rots. <laughs> and Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I like John Stewart. I am gonna watch this just cause. Why not? But yeah, I don't I'll, like. I'll give it whatever. Too. See what's doing. Whatever. I mean, did you see a Medea prequel series is in the works? Oops. Oh, all I can say to this is hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think that's how she says it. That's one of Medea's fun things. I'm sure everyone listening knows about Medea's catchphrases. Am I right? Uh, I've never actually watched a Medea anything. <laughs> and watched. I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like most people haven't. I've seen most. a couple whites yeah that's probably more to the point <laughs> that we did this discussion already how like we are not the authority of when it comes to whether or not tyler perry movies are relevant or not because like they do like it's obvious i mean he's a billionaire for a reason mm. or at least close to it yeah. but the Medea, there's no way that the black community is still on board with Medea. yeah like black listeners stand up like there's no way you guys are still interested in that fucking watered down nothing of a character that's just been beat to a pulp for the past decade and he doesn't even like it's not even a very funny performance it's not like respucia in norbit which is legitimately hilarious what you said yeah like that like Eddie Murphy was having the time of his life. Yeah. And clearly Tyler Perry is like just cash and checks. Yeah, he's just like delivering his catchphrases very uninspiredly. Mm. Who do you think will play young Medea in this prequel series? You like Michael B. Jordan in this role? Mm, I like him in all roles, really. I think he's like the next guy. But it'd be great if he destroyed his entire career by just, doing a Medea prequel series. Yeah, just tying that anchor to his legs. Because <laughs> yeah. once you go into a character like that, it's just you're stuck. Yeah. Because he will, he'll probably give you it's golden handcuffs. You make a shit ton of money. Everybody laughs at it, and it's like, oh well, I can make twenty million dollars to do Medea, or I could spend the next eighteen months like in a desert somewhere and make one million dollars. Yeah. Easy peasy. That's how they get you. Disney confirms that they've made a real lightsaber. Did you see this? You hear about this? Oh. I mean, Jared Gilman on Twitter had a good bit. He said, they'll have a real Death Star soon, too. (laughs) Because Disney owns the world, folks. Oh, shit. Is Darth Vader here? Wow. (laughs) I am your father. Oh, wow. Big reveal. Uh, get the stormtroopers to kill hoops. Oh, 
Darth Vader's classic line, music, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> nope, the power. <laughs> <laughs> the power. No! There he is. Oh no, Darth Vader, he just fell to his death outside of the chill zone. No, he's gone. Oh, wow, Chewie's here. He's, pretty, he's, he's gurgling. I, I, I unfortunately don't speak the Wookiee language like Han Solo does, so I don't understand what he's saying. Yes, hello, cool. Master Hoops. Oh, shit. The it's me, C-3PO. I'm here. Wow. C-3PO, I really hated your performance in The Rise of Skywalker. I thought they gave you too many bits and they were all duds. Did you know that I'm gay? <laughs> I did. That's like the your only character trait, yes. I think. <laughs> May I have a sip of your Sprite? You can just pour it right into my head. Yeah, I'm down. Did you and R2-D2 ever... Oh, shit. R2 has just confirmed that with some a series of beeps. I do, I do speak that language. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, er. This sucks. <laughs> just like four muggy Star Wars impressions in a row. Like how many was you going to do Han next, Hank? Ooh. You'd probably be better than Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> yep. In that fucking prequel. Um... Star yeah, I, Wars guys. I personally... Me pretending to be a Star Wars guy for like a month. I really wanted it to be real, but it's, it's, real. it stinks. It's real. You're in. But I don't know how real this lightsaber that they say they made is, but I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want one. They seem very dangerous. I don't know about you. I yeah, think- I mean, what if you like have it on your leg and you turn it on and burn your dick off? Exactly. Or that what is if exactly what would happen on day one with what if it's Scotty in, like, Skywalker? You put it in your pocket. Like it's not like a gun. Maybe it is like a gun, and there's a safety. I don't know. Ooh. I just don't think that's something that needs to exist. No, especially if it like comes. Yeah, that's if yeah. If it doesn't do exactly what it does in the movie, then they didn't make it, and I'm calling shenanigans. And if it does, it's extremely dangerous. Yes, as evidenced by Luke Skywalker getting his hand cut off. Yes. Which, like, you're not going to not play with it. Um, speaking of, I don't know, I'm not even going to do my fake segue thing. There's a Kanye West documentary coming out. I'm very, very excited about it. Shit, man. It's going to be on Netflix. And apparently they've been working on it for two decades. Not a joke. <laughs> they've been whittling it all down to get, like, an hour and a half of usable footage from yeah, that right. fucking mental patient. And he got paid $30 million because if there's anything that Kanye needs, it's more money. Yeah. That's just like he's, you know, he only has six billion. So that extra 30 million is really going to make a big difference. Does he have that? Didn't he like just recently become a billionaire? He recently became the wealthiest black man in America. He's behind only Oprah, I believe, in terms of (laughs) black people with money. What about Tyler Perry? Isn't he on Doe Island? He doesn't have that many billions. I think he only has like one billion. Fuck. I think. But I know that Kanye has six, and I know that's a recent development, and I know that like the la- the people are all up in arms because like since having dated Kim Kardashian and like during the pandemic and whatever, he made like billions. Because, mm. you know, the shoes. Yeah. And the amount of people that like got their third stimulus check and bought three pairs of Yeezys is I know, astounding. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't have seven of them upstairs, but mm. I'm a Kanye head. A Kanye. Always will be. 
It's fair. I don't care how weird he gets. I don't care if he endorses another right wing lunatic president. I don't. I'm in there, and I'm in there for life. And can't wait for the documentary. I think it'll be fascinating. Yeah, I'll watch it. Something like that. It's like I got to see what's going on here. Even though. Oh yeah, I've, I've I've tired of Kanye over the years. I get that too. Like I'm not going to defend the fact that like oh no you shouldn't be sick of him yet mm. you absolutely should i'm just not yeah i mean i forgot to do this last week could i take you down to the race relations corner while we're talking about kanye and all these items sure let me find a good song for that Folks, i have just the thing this is a special segment brought to you by king of the turkey heads mike montero he uh reviewed our episode a couple weeks ago when we had our buddy joe on for our racial sensitivity. Gave us like a bunch of points. Racial sensitivity? What the hell's that? Oh shit, Hank's here and he's fucking fired up. What the, what the hell? I wasn't gonna come out today. I was out in the yard with my truck and my tools wow. and my dog and wow. now here I am to be here. Are you talking about race? Like a like a running race? <laughs> yes. By racing my truck? <laughs> that kind of race. All right, yes. that I'm into. NASCAR is great. <laughs> Go ahead. I love it. Yeah, the, uh, so four minutes into the episode, he gave me one point for not attempting a Keegan-Michael Key voice. So we're, we're one on the board. We're, we're up one. Right now, okay, yes. cool. 40 minutes in, Ank advocated for using black instead of African-American due to stripped heritage during slavery. You got us two points for that. Exactly. Bingo. So we're... We got a three-pointer right now. So we're ahead. Yeah. That's great. Hank just left. He, when he realized this was talking about racism and not NASCAR, he lost interest. <laughs> but then Joe asked for a letter explaining what is okay, not okay. Got deducted five points. Five? For not taking accountability. He's a guest. For figuring it out for yourself. Black people in America have to expend constant energy thinking about how to not bother white people with their presence. You can do the same, was Monty's response to that. Okay, agreed, yeah. So we lost I agree five points. And then towards the end of the program, you said, I love black people. I do. And we he took away 10 points for that. What? For fetishizing mainstream American oh, come on. black culture Boo. and assigning it to all black people. <laughs> come on, man. Our total score, negative 12 woke points. Enough is enough. <laughs> Monty, fuck. We're gonna try to do better, but uh, I, I I'm know. shocked, really. Yeah. What am I supposed to say about? I'm not supposed to acknowledge that I love blacks. Yeah, we're black gonna, people. We're gonna need another fuck. corner. I lose another ten points. You might have. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> but yeah. Well, well, I get Joey's thing. Like that's a deduct. I think that ten ten off for my say, fetishizing. Well, I need further explanation on that. Yeah. We'll be revisiting this corner, I'm sure. Hmm. I go to school and I wreck. But maybe we talk about some shots, unless you got any more news? Um, That's it for me, news-wise. Oh, except for the fact that it is the 21-year anniversary of Doug Liman's Go, which is a movie you love. Ooh, maybe Doug. do we do a rewatch? And Oh, yeah. I got confused. I was like, Doug Allen for a second? No, no, no. Yeah. Doug Liman. Yeah, Go yeah. is a very go. underrated, uh, fun movie. I like Go. And I like how he's one of those directors who's had an all-over-the-place career. He does, like, a lot of action yeah. movies now. I love Edge of Tomorrow, that Cruise movie. Swingers. 
Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Tag of the Clones. <laughs> uh, and also Sylvester Stallone joined Ooh. Mar-a-Lago, Trump's Ooh. Palm Beach racism club. Ooh. So he is oh, not allowed in the woke corner with That's... Monty and Hank. Well, like he became a member of yeah, Mar-a-Lago? I guess. <laughs> like now? Now, like <laughs> yesterday. Wow. What a... What timing? I saw thing, nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. I saw a thing that he's not going to be in Creed three, like because it, there's black people in it, and he's now a piece <laughs> of shit. Or what? maybe, but they didn't like kill off his character in Creed two. But after the movie came out, he was like, he was like, that's the end of of Rocky and those movies. I'm gonna like, make TikToks with my daughters in my kitchen yeah. for the rest of my life until the yeah. steroids kill me. He's also playing a shark in the new Suicide Squad, oh. which. So I guess he's got other Baby, shock, 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 shock. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, let's do shots. He's in. Uh, I shut off. I didn't get the actual title of it because it was very long and bad. I meant to look it up, but forgot. But that WeWork documentary on Hulu. Did I didn't s- even try that, yeah. Do you know what WeWork is? I do, yeah. It's... I won't explain. It's like it. People, a it's a community workplace where you can like rent a desk or whatever and like go and there's coffee and yeah. a bunch of fucking tech idiots talking to each other all day with fucking dockers. Yeah. This is a documentary about like, the people who started that and it's kind of interesting for Aren't a while. Are they scumbags? Yes. Yeah. Because at the end this movie takes such a drastic turn. It's like a normal documentary explaining their rise with this weird company that somehow got people's attention but at the end it turns into like an anti-mask documentary and these guys are just like throwing all these like controversial takes out like gave me whiplash i was like what am i watching what when did this like covid masks yeah and just in like the tonal shift it's just like why are you talking about masks like what it was i kind of want to watch it now yeah like it ruined everything that came before it i was intrigued yeah Get in there. I can't remember the title, but... What's it called? Like, Take a Stand, the movie? I think it might be. It has WeWork in the title. It's on Hulu, exclusive, so find it if you want to watch a decent documentary and then be puzzled by the ending. Mm. And I also shut off Concrete Cowboy, a new Netflix original. I looked bad, yeah. I saw it in the spotlight, and I was like, no, not going to take that in. This was like a, a gritty streets movie meets a horse movie. It was kind of, it was like War Horse. Had I not done Hank already, he would be here now, (laughs) just as for fans so they know. This is Hank territory. It was like War Horse meets Boys in the Hood. (laughs) They're one of those movies. And it's just. That's a meets. If that sounds jarring and like it wouldn't work, it's because it didn't. And this had Idris Elba and that kid from Stranger Things, who was actually good in it. Stranger (laughs) Things. With no teeth or the other one? the black one. Up. The um don't identify him that way. Oh fuck! Did I fuck up? You just lost more points. Fuck. <laughs> what else do you remember about him? The the one who's not white. Perfect. The, okay. Perfect. There we go. I got the points back. Give me the yep. points back, Monty. He's not white. But yeah, this movie was very boring and bad. I was liking it at first, but then it just felt like it was mm. nineteen hours long and. And like the whole message of the movie is like, don't do drugs, ride horses instead. Agreed. Like like who's, yeah, but it was just so specific. It's like, who's going to watch this and be like, yeah, maybe I'll be a horse guy. It was just odd. Mm. What'd you shut? 
I shut off a movie on IFC Plus or whatever IFC network called The Cured with Ooh. Elliot Page. Mm. I don't even remember much about it. It just was so nothing. You just got at least one point for the Elliot Page drop. Mm. Elliot. Not Ellen. Elliot. Yes. Two points because I said it twice. He's back. A movie called Low Life, also on IFC, mm. where it was like a Nacho Libre looking guy on the cover, and I thought it looked interesting, and it was like... Oh, yeah. I've seen that while scrolling. Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. And then the Cinemax series Banshee which is f- somehow four seasons. It's one of the muggiest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Some people swear by it. It's but, not good. Yeah, I never got into you it. You might get a kick out of it. There's I, like a I, couple of, it's not good. I remember trying a few years ago and getting like an episode and a half in and then just being like, nope. It's muggy. Yeah. As we like to say. Muggy. But we speaking of muggy, we got a muggy... Uh, yeah, do you want to take a break and maybe watch a new Netflix original starring Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy where they play superheroes? If we don't come back, or if Scott comes back alone, it's because <laughs> I took my own life during the break. We'll be right back. In. Life is great. So we just watched the new Netflix original Thunder Force with friends of the show Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Yes. Of Ma fame. Surprised they didn't call it Thunder Thighs. Am I right, folks? I thought you were going to play crickets because it deserved it. Had I had it. <laughs> Such. Such a hacky, like, 90s joke, but I thought I'd make it anyways. I smiled. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, this was something. Mm. Let me tell you. Thunder Force, uh, the new movie written and directed by Melissa McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone, who, as we were discussing, is mm. responsible for derailing her entire career. She was white hot coming out of bridesmaids she got nominated for an academy award for that movie Mm -hmm. which like never happened someone getting nominated for a comedy never and then she did like four of his movies did they meet on that set or had they already been together i think they've been together for like years kind of a deal but yeah that movie tammy which a friend of the show flan famously saw in the theater and that movie, Life of the Party, mm. and another one that's so forgettable, I can't even remember what it was called. I saw Tammy. <laughs> Jack line. Um, you might as well, they're all just homogenized into just one pratfall. Like, the thing that he does that I don't like that we discussed, that he did very much so in Thunder Force, is mm. the same beat over and over and over again literally every joke they do at least once more just to be like hey remember this and it's not like callbacks can be fun but not when you just do the same joke again and you're like huh what do you think right like and we should explain this movie it's melissa mccarthy and octavia spencer play old friends like melissa mccarthy's the dumb wacky one octavia spencer's the smart nice one and they become superheroes through some dope science mishap. Safe. 
And yeah, like they're gal pals. They're just bopping around. The action in this movie, <sighs> horrible. Ben Falcone does not have the, the blockbuster action directing chops. The one thing that saved this movie for me was the Jason Bateman role, which I was thinking was going to be a cameo. And then I realized he was in the whole movie. He literally elevated the whole movie a letter grade. Right. He like, plays like a, there's the whole concept of this movie is like they're fighting against the, as Scott said, miscreants. Mm. And he's, he plays one of the miscreants. They didn't explain really the, where they came from much, but he's a half man, half crab, which they leaned into quite a bit. Yeah, it was good. But because it's Jason Bateman, he makes it funny. And what I said to Scott was that like, they should have made a romantic comedy with Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy as a couple, he's half crab, half man, mm. she's whatever. And then instead of an hour and 38 minutes, they make it an hour and 15 minutes yeah. and call it. And that's just the whole the whole movie is that joke. The scenes with them are the only like really fun moments in the right. movie. They're, they're pretty much the only salvageable part of this. Like Bobby Cannavale has dialed it up to a 10. Yeah. And he's good, Yeah, but he's not... He's not this movie. It's he. It felt like he was in a different movie. Yeah, he's kind of like laying it on a little too sticky or something. This movie is kind of like a group of celebrities that everybody thought were going to be the next big thing, and then kind of weren't. It did have like an incredible cast, Even like, like Octavia. Right, Octavia Spencer was like she did the help, and I think everybody sort of thought she would be what Viola Davis is. I guess yes. Not to just compare them because they're black women, mm-hmm. Monty. But yeah, you just got deducted five points easy. I should be less than five. <laughs> but I don't know. And then Bobby Cannavale, like he was doing Broadway and like, and then he had uh, the the Woody Allen movie, Blue Jasmine. It was, was it Blue Jasmine or the other one? He was in both. Bobby, you're fantastic. And then just kind and then he, like I said, he did vinyl on HBO and mm. it was just, his career was just kind of like. Pfft. Yeah, that might've been enough. They're like. Wait, you starred in an HBO show that was co-created by Martin Scorsese and everybody hated it? Like, there must be something wrong with this guy. Like, right. Let's get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then he was done. Yeah. And, I mean, Jason Bateman is, is Ozark is kind of petering out at this point, too. Like, he won Emmys for the first season and then the, nobody really cared about the next two. Yeah, I think they said they're only going to do one or two more seasons of that. I think it's one. Yeah. Which is fine. I love it still, but it definitely lost some heat. I like seeing him in a comedy like this, though. Yeah. He's such a pro. Like, watching him, you could tell he was improving a lot of his lines, and it's just like, just breathing life into a movie that was just kind of a nothing. Yeah, he was truly the saving grace. Yeah. And this movie wasn't bad. It was just no. like, it was just there. It had its moments. We were just kind of like looking at it, like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's sort of what comedies have become. They're very safe. They didn't do, you know, no envelopes were pushed, no buttons. Yeah. Like it was very on the level. Nothing crazy went down. It was just, yeah. you know, it's a funny, I, I, there was, it was one of those movies. And I said this, when I found myself laughing, mm. I was ashamed. Same. Like, oh, I, that was stupid. I literally, yeah. One moment that made me laugh unexpectedly. I think I said, sorry, after laughing, <laughs> just instinctively, oh, I'm sorry. What if, I'm apologizing to you for laughing at a turkey. Yeah, it uh, 
And if you're wondering if Melissa McCarthy still has those physical comedy chops, if she can still slip on a banana peel and, like, have a tough time getting into a car because she's large, it's all still there. She's still got it, yeah. She's still doing all the stuff. Yeah, if you're in the mood for a very dumb PG-13 comedy with some decent actors, check it out. Thunder Force. Why did you do that, Scotty? Now on Netflix. And... I thought we'd talk about a different kind of comedy. The this new movie Shit House, mm. which you can watch on Showtime or iTunes or wherever. This movie I thought was great. It was a very as I started it, I was like, this is very much the Scotty footprint mm. all over it. Yeah, like this is the kind of movie that used to come out like several times a year. Like a cool mm. Richard Linklatery comedy drama type deal extremely low budget that just felt like everything about it was realistic yeah the main kid who acted in it right wrote and directed it and he made this movie for less than fifteen thousand dollars which surprised the hell out of me like you can tell it's low budget mm. I, but, this couldn't be more of an indie but so, it, yeah it didn't like stink of low budgetness it was like really no. well done and this kid's only 23. It made me feel like an asshole. Like, look at this kid making like a proper picture at this age. I was jealous because mm. it was a piece of work. I was less jealous and more frustrated with just the way he did everything in this. The way he got to, the story is basically a college freshman get he strikes it up. He strikes up a conversation with his RA because he locks himself out of his room. His RA is cute. Mm. they form some sort of an awkward like premature ejaculation like or whatever like erectile dysfunction kind of hookup yeah and then it turns into like this friendship that's sort of sprawling and like he's all confused and he's misreading the signals and that was one of the funniest parts is like that whole scene is backwards like they start randomly having sex and yeah like he can't get it up or whatever and you think like, oh, this is awkward. They're not going to talk anymore. But then they go on like a date after that mm. and like go walk around and talk for a while after failing to have sex. I, I was like, this is funny. <laughs> I wrote down, this is so awkward. My chest hurts. I hate this kid. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, he really made himself look like a dweeb. Mm. I like it when someone like writes a role where they're not like the cool guy. He was totally like a loser with a heart of gold type deal. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to see somebody... I can't think of a good example of a director making themselves look awesome for 90 minutes, but this movie didn't do that. This movie yeah. was... I thought they did a phenomenal job of capturing the college freshman mm. feel. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I just... It felt like that, like, you know, kind of liberal arts college in the middle of nowhere. Like, I, they were in LA, sure, but, like, it just had that... I don't know. The word I'm looking for is escaping me, but it just... No, he was, it was good. Like his shitty roommate and like oh, the, the way they, and the way they were conversing. I was like, this is very real. Like this is, this happened. Yes. Um, yeah, this is the kind of movie they used to make all the time. As I said, I was watching it just like, where have these movies been hiding? Like make cheap, like before sunset, but it's college kids just right. talking, having a laugh. I don't know. Um, I loved it. The roommate doing the bad stand up. Ooh, yeah, the Seinfeld that, that stuff was painful. Yeah, or then he when he actually was doing stand up, mm, like all that in front of the crowd and no one was laughing. Yeah, 
Um, this kind of reminded me of that movie where Miles Teller is naked in college and it, without the partying aspect, really, like, or at least the, mm. it was like Miles Teller and two friends and they end up like, they start the movie of them like on campus naked oh, yeah. and then 21 and it. over. There it is. 21 yeah. and over. Good get. That movie barely exists. I'm actually surprised I remembered that. <laughs> I am not because that's your thing, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. There was like I, I Amy Brenneman as the kid's mother. Mm. I feel like everything I love that her. I've watched for the last six weeks has Amy Brenneman in it. I feel like that's not the right name, but I think Amy Brenneman was the woman who was on Judging Amy. The woman who played his mom was on Transparent. I feel like it's Amy something. But oh, whatever did her I name get my was, Amy's crossed? I think you might have. It happens. Let me look it up. What's this? What was this called again? Shithouse. There it is. Which, not a great title. I feel like- Awful title. Maybe give it a better title and more people would watch it. Well, they went to a party and the place, they're like, this is the shithouse. But yeah, and- Amy Landecker? There it is. Yes. I knew it was an Amy. It fucked me up. She's incredible. Fucked me up. She was on Transparent. She's like a younger Amy Brenneman. She was born in 1969. I think Amy Brenneman's like five or six years older than that. Yes. She plays the topless woman next door in A Serious Man. And they have that fun toast With the scene. cigarette? Yeah. Yes. She, she's great. I love her. Out in a minute. <laughs> That's an, if you haven't seen that one, to an aside, folks, mm. A Serious Man is probably my second favorite Coen Brothers movie. It's a perfect film. I don't know. It somehow has snuck its way right up there. All their movies are so good, I can't even like rate them. It would give me agita. You're worried they're going to find out and be offended? They are. They're listening. They're turkey heads. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, yeah, so this was cute. Um, I it was a nice light. Like I watched it in the morning. I like it's a good morning movie. Mm. I don't know if anyone else does that, but that's kind of an us thing. And yeah, I don't think we mentioned her name, but the main babe, Dylan Galula, mm. big fan. She was on uh, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Hep. And she pops up in stuff here and there. One to keep your eye on. Where is the love for me? Yeah, that shit house is now on Showtime. Mm. I can't recommend it enough. Loved it. And we also watched a an early Denny Villeneuve picture <laughs> on Amazon Prime. You can watch this movie called Polytechnique. Not Tune sh- out if you uh, are not an like a, a total movie nerd for mm. this. If you're just a regular Joe and you're listening to the show because you like us, I don't see you settling in for this. We just lost everybody. <laughs> They're all out. Movie nerds line up because this yeah. movie has the stuff as far as like cinematography goes. Yeah. And that's about it. For but. people who don't know Denis Villeneuve, he's like one of the new guys. He he did Sicario, Prisoners, Enemy, Enemy, Arrival, Blade Runner 40, uh, 2049. Yes, which all of those movies I think are very good. Yeah. And he's on like a run. His next movie is Dune that comes out later this year. Hopefully that'll be cool. He's on a big run. I'm hoping that's good. Yeah, that'll be a bummer if it's not. Yeah. But this was his first or one of his early movies. Mm. And I think the others were just shorts prior to this. Or they were French movies. Yeah. I believe. This was his first movie. First feature in English, I think. Okay. And this is a dramatization of the 1989 Montreal massacre during which several female engineering students were murdered by an unstable misogynist. And it's even grittier than that sounds. This yeah, movie was oof. nuts. Like 
It's a and Columbine it, type situation, with but on a college level. The kid basically loads up a big-ass rifle and just starts walking around a college campus in one of the buildings in the middle of the winter, so it's even more bleak. Oh, yeah. And he just starts blowing people away. Yeah, and the way they film it, it's like so real and gritty at times. I felt like sick at a few moments where it's just like, oh, like you're like doing too good of a job recreating this. Like, oh my God, dude. It was, it was like a lot. It was a lot, yeah. It uh, was extremely well done though, but it's in terms of a feel-good movie, not this one. No. Absolutely not. But you will is- feel like shit after you watch this. Yeah, this is a movie that like a proper critic would say is like visceral. I was watching this just like, wow, this is, they fucking. This is visceral. Yeah, <laughs> this is really happening here. Yeah, it's extremely well done. I mean, we're, we're I think, a little impartial because like Enemy and Prisoner are two really awesome movies. I like some. Prisoners. I think Arrival is like one of the best movies of the past decade. No one ever mm. talks about it in any way. I think it got a little bit of Oscar buzz and it didn't win anything, right? No. Yeah, it was she, like they said, hey, Amy Adams, and then it just ne- nothing happened. Everyone thought that was going to be the one she finally won her Oscar for. And then and she should have. She was doping it. Everyone forgot it existed immediately yeah. after that. What now, was that, like 2017? Now she'll probably win for like Hillbilly Elegy or something stupid this year, like always happens. Glenn! But yeah, this... Uh, Gritty. Uh, did such a great job of capturing the insanity of such a happening i was gonna say i enjoyed it this isn't a movie you enjoy you appreciate it Mm. and you go "Mm, yes this is workish yeah you recognize the fact that i don't know how old he was when he made this but he wasn't you know a seasoned veteran filmmaker so it was impressive that he was able to do something this impressive yeah impressive say impressive again (laughs) impressively I also like blind spot wise. I think I've seen all of his movies now. You, you we're I just think you're in the middle of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I, I do believe I've watched it in like four sittings at work on my break, so I have no idea what's going on. One of the, but it looks really cool. Yeah, one of the coolest looking movies ever made. I wish the story was a little more exciting because it would be a ten out of ten, but it's still really good. There's some good stuff. I'm not a big Harrison Ford guy. I never finished the original oh, Blade Runner. What do you mean? I, try to do my best when i harrison is here uh, harrison uh, i gotta be honest i prefer 50 cent as a guest over you you and your earring (laughs) well that's understandable he's an electric character um i yeah i I wanted to like love this movie because gosling ryan gosling paired with dennis villeneuve Mm. is just like perfection and i mean jake gyllenhaal as well which is why I enjoyed Prisoners so much. And did you realize yeah. that, or did you know that Ryan Gosling auditioned for the role in Prisoners as well? And oh, then, for the Gyllenhaal role? Correct. I could see him playing that. I could see, yeah. Could go either way, really. Hmm. That'd be like a battle to the death in my mind of like who could do that better. I love imagining anytime I hear like this person was almost this character, I like replay the whole movie in my mind with them as the character. And I'm like, yep, that works. Or, I gotta say, doesn't. that's a Hugh Jackman movie. Yeah. Kinda. Or maybe even Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul that's Dano does one. a lot with like no lines. I feel like no one's seen that movie. Check out Prisoners. It's like a great awesome movie, yeah. seven type thriller that you'll be like, wow, this is... Both, why did, why did I, 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 believe, never this? I believe all three of these movies, Polytechnique, 
prisoners and enemy are all on prime Ooh, i think little villainy if not section. just just buy prisoners and enemy and watch polytechnique on prime if you are a loyal turkey head yeah i vouch for all these and since we're also tv guys here at the program i thought we'd talk about a program for a moment you finished the leftovers this past week yes uh lucy and i spent it was about a week we hmm. started with episode one season one of hbo's the leftovers with justin Theroux. Yes, yes. and we roared through all three seasons i'm glad and you dug it i liked it a lot when yeah. you started it i was like I, I love The Leftovers, but I was thinking, like, will Ank be a Leftovers guy? I was. And, yeah, I'm glad you got in there. This I liked The Leftovers. I did not love the way they wrapped it up. Mm. This is the show about, like, it's based on a book. 2% of the population just mysteriously vanishes, and everyone else on Earth is just left to, like, wonder what happened. And so the show, like Justin Theroux and his daughter, a bunch of other characters are just like wandering around going like, what the fuck are we doing here? Everyone's mm. just like pissed off and sad. And then some wacky stuff happens. I love this show. Yeah, it's it's very out there. Like the way Scott just described it, it makes it sound kind of weird. It's one of the weirder shows I've ever seen in like a great way. And it's super well done. Yeah. Which is funny because we finished the last episode of this and immediately put on Banshee episode one. And it was literally like going, eating a steak at the Capitol Grill and then going to McDonald's. It was just yeah. like such a good quality show to just shit. Yeah. And this show, yeah, like the, it's based on a book by Tom Parada. I tried to read it once and it didn't grab me, but season one of The Leftovers, they do the entire book in that season. So it's like done. But so then seasons two and three, they're like freestyling and like just making it up. That almost doesn't ever work. Yeah, exactly. Like when they went off book on Big Little Lies, it was a little silly. When they went off book on Game of Thrones, it was a little silly. Yeah, that's why it's that much more impressive. Like the show gets better. Mm. When, like season two of Leftovers is the best by miles. Yeah, great. Season two is quite good. Season two is like a whole piece of work. And yeah, season three is a little spotty. It's still but, good. And I yeah. just didn't, like they go to Australia, not to spoil, but it's a show that's been out for seven years. So get in there. Mm. It's We're in a time where there's not a ton of new content. And if you are like sitting at home and you've never seen, like HBO is kind of the place to start, especially on HBO Max. And it's like, if you've not watched Boardwalk Empire, The Sopranos, The Wire, we oh. don't like The Wire, but people do. True. There's like a lot of content there. To, like you're not just going to have to rewatch stuff you've seen already. There's stuff yeah. that's probably like The Leftovers was literally just sitting there waiting for me to enjoy yeah. it. And I'm glad you watched it because that's not one that would immediately come to mind when people are like, what's a great show you should watch? But that is one. Like, yeah. It's, and also three seasons, only like eight episode seasons, like nothing crazy, very watchable, manageable. They're, they're breezy episodes too. Like you don't feel... Like it's an effort to finish them. Some shows, it's like you have to slog through. This is not one of them. This is like you yeah. kind of want to keep. I wouldn't say it's like a binge show, like you're like staying up till two in the morning to finish it, but it's you look forward to it. It's solid. Yeah, it has moments where you're like, oh, I need that next one. Gave us almost a week of content because like that was like what we watched on TV every night for like six nights. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love that show. 
Good show. Check it out, folks. And HBO, also, Go, Max, whatever the fuck it is now. Justin Thoreau-wise, he's really good on that show. And he has that new show coming to Apple Plus in a couple weeks, The Mosquito Coast. I watched mm. the trailer earlier today. Actually looks really solid. He's great. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram and I literally, he was posting about some journal that he buys at this market in New York. And I DM'd the market and bought two of them. They Ooh. like dug them out of, they're like, oh, we have a special order. Like, and they like sent them to me hey now. because of fucking Justin Thraws. And they're cool as hell. They're like these black and red notebooks because my therapist said I need to start journaling again. He's back. Which I think is a very good constructive exercise. But yeah, he yeah. is a really likable guy. I wish he was in even more stuff. He's someone, he's good on a drama. He's good in a comedy. He like writes movies. He wrote Iron Man 2 and Tropic write, Thunder. I was going to say Tropic Thunder. Which is like the weirdest. He has the most insane IMDb like out there. He's very much a working guy in Hollywood who just has a project. Yeah. And you'd think like, I wish I could see him in more. It's like, well, he probably devoted two years to writing Tropic Thunder. So there's that. Yeah. But yeah, the Mosquito Coast, we're going to be watching that. We got some shows coming up. What else is on the fucking horizon? I don't even know. I mean, what was I seeing? I feel like something good is next week or something tolerable, hopefully. And we got Mortal Kombat week after next. <laughs> Everyone's chomping at the bit for that. We will be covering Mortal Kombat and it will be powerful. They just reopened that nice new theater in Watertown in the Arsenal yard there. Oh, we're? The Majestic 7, it is called. Yeah. So we, if oh. there's something coming. Oh, we're back? We may need to be in the theater, guys, again. I don't know. Just saying. Hell yeah. We're vaccinated. We're back. We're invulnerable. We're it's part true. of the Thunder Force. Yeah. And like, when's your next one? I'm, I think I'm May 3rd. I am April 24th. I will be invulnerable, invincible. Love it. Yes. It's exciting. Maybe we watch a little bit of, I don't know, mm. Wedding Crashers. Let me grab it real quick. At this moment. In. I don't know why you gotta... Ba, ba, ba. Also, folks, I'm still watching the Mighty Ducks TV show on Disney+, Plus, and I think it's really dope. Just wanted to sneak that in. <laughs> that sucks. It's fucking charming. And is it, was, it like, is it actually good or is it like, it's for what it is, nostalgia and it makes you feel nice? I mean, the music, the theme from the old movies is doing a lot of heavy lifting on this show. Every time they play it, I'm like, am I going to start crying watching this? I'm I don't even lunatic. remember the theme music. Is it that? You'd know it if you heard it. Okay. Or at least I do. I'm a big D2 fan. Great. Great. Oh, wow. And we are done. This is just semantics. If you guys want to throw a couple of The big thing is that we're all moving on. Could you two just not talk anymore? I can't wait for this segment to just devolve into me going, wow, and you doing a Vince voice. It basically already is that. I hate how iTunes won't let you screenshot things on your phone. Like I wanted to get that title. Enraging. Wow. This is such a scene. I guess it is a little creepy. <laughs> when a young man yeah. who happens to be an only child loses both, both of his parents in a tragic, tragic accident on the boy's birthday. birthday. And he has a best friend with a vow that he would never have to spend. I'm so rusty. You know, I'm enjoying. This is like an endurance test. Like, can he keep up? That's okay. No, you're really sweet. 
Janice, I apologize to you if I don't really eager to jump into a forced, awkward, intimate situation that people like to call dating. I don't like the feeling. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Is he talking enough? Is he talking too much? And then you're just really interested. All of a sudden, I'm starting to get interested. You missed a lot of this, but it's fine. Because then it's awkward when you go for the ass out hug. Where the ass sticks out because you're trying not to get too close, so you just don't kiss him. Fuck! I mean, Vince. One of the great improvers. Like, there's no way one word of that was written in the script. That's just him. Not just a chance. He made all of that up. This is him yammering. I used to have that cold. Like, yeah. you can vouch. Like, I had every fucking wedding crashes is like your movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like legit you... perfect. And it's been it's been a hell of a show here, folks. That's enough of the podcast. And I just want you all to remember that. Uh, Mike Montero is handicapped. And wow. if you need any help with computer stuff or anything nerdy, he's your guy. Give him a call at uh, 1-800-RACISM. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. He will pick up if you call that number. That wasn't funny at all. <laughs> Can I try that again? That was not let good me try at all. It, Let me try it again. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> Well, Scott, I had a great time tonight. Did, I did. How too. did you? I mean, I, I had the fucking time of one my more, life. Just one more. Okay. <laughs> okay, everybody. It was a great night here at Enough, and uh, I am. <sighs> what? It's <laughs> it. It's over. There's no posts happening. Just ankfit.com. Go to my website. Buy something from me. I'm a shell. Let's include all the endings we just did. But yes, check out uh, South Shore Boys Podcast, Boys with a Z. You can hear me on that. And that's enough. Have a goo. We love you. Bye. Listen, buddy, I gotta go, but thank you. Thank you.